So the snippet is sponsored by Renee and Jack Nussbaum and the Schuss of Rafushlema for Odo Bas Alta Chaya. We last left off with the final bracha of Birchos Hashachar, Hamavir Shena Me'enayus Nomamayafapai, explaining it based on Rav Schwab's insight. This is not a bracha about awakening from sleep. If that were the bracha, it should be the first of the Birchos Hashachar, not the last. First thing we do is wake up, and then we thank God. I can see, I can walk, I can feel, I can do. We first thank Hashem for all those other things, and then I'm Avir Shena. So Rav Schwab explained that the notion of Hashem opening our eyes and awakening from sleep means we're sleepwalking through life. We're walking through life neglecting Hashem's presence. We're walking through life not noticing the gifts, the communication, the love that Hashem is expressing to us, the brachas that are all around. We're sleepwalking through life confused and exchanging illusion for reality and having misplaced priorities. And our bracha, Mavir Shena, is to open our eyes, to help us wake up. Too many people, even while they're awake, they're sleepwalking through life. This bracha is a request to wake up. And therefore, the continuation makes sense. The Avudraham says, it begins with a vav, vihiratzom l'fanacha. You don't answer amen after me'afapai. That's not the end of the bracha. It is an elongated bracha. It's a long final bracha that continues, with the vav. Why? What are we asking of Hashem? We're invoking and we're asking Hashem, how do I wake up from sleepwalking through life? How do I live with mindfulness and consciousness? How do I see the bracha? How do I feel the presence of Hashem? The answer is simple. The answer is, when I habituate myself when I accustom myself to live a life of Torah, it means not only to learn Torah and to live and observe Torah, but it means to be a ben Torah, to be b'nei Torah, to see ourselves as families who are Torah families. As we interpret the events of the world, as we make decisions about where to vacation, how to vacation, as we interact with everything and everyone around us, we do it through the prism of Torah. That Torah becomes second nature to us. It's not a struggle. It's not something that we have difficulty with. But targilenu, we create a habit. We create rote. Normally, we think habit and rote are negative. When we go through the motions, mitzvah sanasha milimuda, when we go through everything as if it's just habit and rote. But the truth is, habit and rote are very powerful, powerful tools. There's a study which shows as much as 47% of our day is the result of habits. Were you on time to Mincha? Were you late? Did you talk during Mincha? Did you look at your phone? What will you do when you leave Mincha? Every, so many components of our life, nearly half of our day has already been predetermined by the habits we formed, which means if we form good habits, then half of our day we're already doing the right thing without even thinking about it. Let our habit, let our second nature be to observe Torah. Rabbi Yenis and Ibshitz writes, that just as we have a second nature not to eat non-kosher food, those who are kosher observant who train themselves, we don't struggle when we walk by a McDonald's, a Burger King. You don't struggle in the supermarket when you see non-kosher food. Targilenu, it's our habit, it's second nature. It's not even a struggle. So similarly, Targilenu besorah secha, learning Torah, living Torah, engaging the world through the expectations of Torah, we ask Hashem, let that be my second nature. Because when it is, then I can... Arouse myself, I can awaken from my sleepwalking through life. The Pasuk says in Sefer Dvarim, Ki azgvul b'nei Amon. We weren't supposed to cross the Ammonite border. And Rashi says, what do you mean ki azgvul? What made it so strong? Was it fortified? Where there's a military establishment there? What made it az? What made it so strong? Incredible Rashi, quotes Chazal. You know what made that border and boundary so strong? 
Hashem said, don't go near there. And when Hashem says, jump, you say, how high? When Hashem says, this is what's off limits, it creates a new reality that it's off limits. It's not even part of consideration. So if you're a person who keeps kosher and you don't struggle with it, you don't have to struggle. It's a remarkable thing. You can have your child in the supermarket. You can have your child, uh, I don't know, in Orlando at Disney. And they crave the candy. They want some special treat. And if you say no, they'll have a tantrum. They'll cry. They'll bang the floor. They'll have an absolute meltdown wanting that food. And the second you say to your child, you can't have it, it's not kosher. Kosher, they say, oh, okay. And they move on. Why? They have a tantrum over something which is negotiable. But if kosher, non-kosher are non-negotiable, it's not worth having a meltdown over. They don't even consider it. It's not even in Baba Cheshmon. Targilein Basarasach, we ask Hashem to create a second nature and a habit like non-kosher, that that which is non-kosher for our eyes, our ears, our mouth, our hands, our feet, our behavior, Targilenu. The Ger Rebbe asks, What happened to Bechol Yom Yubeinecha Kechadashim? This week's Pasha, Harsinai, Kabbalah Satorah. We're supposed to engage Torah as if each time anew, fresh, first time ever. So if it's Targilena Besorah Secha, if it's habit wrote in second nature, what happened to it being new and fresh? So the Ger Rebbe says so beautifully. He says, You know, every day we have a second nature, we have a habit of having an appetite to eat. You don't have to program your phone. You don't have to set an alarm to remind you to have dinner. We're very good at knowing when we have to eat, when we don't even have to eat. We eat because we're machmir just to eat anyway. So we don't have to be reminded to eat. On the one hand, we have a second nature and intuition to eat. And yet, when we eat, it's delicious. It's like the first time we ever had it. We crave it. We love it. We savor it. So the Gerebbe said, Torah can be the same. It can be, Let it be targilenu, let it be a habit, let it be rote, let it be something that we're drawn to, and yet, each time it's delicious, as if it's the very first time that we're ever having it. We don't want to just, we ask Hashem, I don't want to just go through the motions of doing mitzvos. It's not an external performance of mitzvos, but let my encounter with mitzvos engaged in dabkenu, let it be devek, let it be glue that enables me to cling to Hashem. Yalkut Shemoni and Parsha Shlach describes like a person who's drowning and you throw them a rope, you throw them a life preserver and if they grab onto it, you can pull them in and they live. And the Yalkut there says mitzvahs are our life preserver. When we grab onto it, we live. Mitzvahs. And that's why we describe this longing, this prayer is not just to do, to observe mitzvahs, vidabkenu. Let me cling to them. Let me feel connected to them. And let my performance of them yield a closer, more intimate relationship and connection with Hashem. So this entire paragraph, the Vihira tone that follows, is a continuation of the theme. How do I wake up from that slumber? How do I stop sleepwalking through life? How do I calibrate what's important? How do I feel Hashem? When I go through this formula, Tagilena b'sorasecha, Tabkeinu b'mitzvah secha, and we'll continue tomorrow night, Al-Tavienu lo and so on.